Welcome to the Move the Stairs podcast by the Denver-based public relations strategist at MNC Communications. We help clients from the CBD industry to nonprofits and beyond tackle their toughest communications challenges and protect their brand using our state-of-the-art tools and strategies. I'm president and founder, Diane Mulligan. For us, public relations is all about brand protection. We are experts in growing active communities, deflecting negative public relations, and building trust to help our clients stand head and shoulders above competitors. I'm Vice President Sarah Beatty. We're all former journalists. We've been in front of the camera and behind the scenes. We call our experience insider media relations, helping clients turn crisis communications and media relations challenges into opportunities that bolster the bottom line. And I'm PR manager Jordan Sherman. At MNC, we craft distinctive and effective solutions for your communications challenges. We call it our Move the Stairs philosophy. On this podcast, we share our best ideas for brand protection, crisis communications, media relations, and more. Let's get right to it. This week's Move the Stairs podcast. We're going to be talking about masks. We kind of teased this last week, but um, this week we're going to be doing uh, 15 little mini conversations, just like we always do. And what we want to be able to do is help you get your business mask across or business's mask message across. Say that five times fast, Diane. (laughs) I love that. Business's mask message. I can do that. It's just one of the really big public relation challenges that we're facing right now. And that's what we try to tackle every Friday. So Jordan, let's go down into what we're going to do over the next hour. Yeah. So for the first 15 minutes, we're going to discuss how do we get here in the first place? Uh, You know, at first masks didn't make a difference and then they did. So what changed? We're going to be doing some of that research. Um, and Which taking isn't making anyone's through. life easier, is it? I mean, the fact that at first they made it, that we were told they didn't. And then exactly. They just, oh, makes it so much harder. And, uh, you know, how, how often have you seen a messaging completely flip like that? You just com- pull a complete 180 over the course of six months. Pretty remarkable. Um, and on a global scale, too. So at 15 minutes past the hour, you're going to hear how to get a plan together for your mask messaging. Um, how are you going to confront your customers if your policy is to enforce wearing a mask? We're going to be talking about that half past the hour, how other companies have done this very successfully, uh, in our opinions, in implementing their policies, not only implementing them, but also getting the messaging laser focused across their uh, staff, team members, whatever you would like to call them, as well as their guests. And finally, yeah, exactly. And finally, to round out that last uh, 15 minutes of our hour-long show here, we're going to tell you how to thoughtfully implement those practices and policies. Uh, Very important to do. It's always good to have the knowledge base, but you got to be able to execute. That's right. By the end of this episode, you're going to be able to navigate this whole mask mania. Um, What are the policies? How are they going to make them work? Um, If you're joining us on Facebook, you can jump into the conversation. And uh, we're going to be able to see your questions and your chats. So please comment and uh, send us questions because we'll answer them throughout. If you're joining us afterwards, you can just email us any questions or comments. In fact, we would love for you to do that because we want to know, is what we're doing really helping? Um, We hope so. We've had some really great comments so far. So I'd love to hear from more of you. Um, And also there's a downloadable one sheet. Jordan, you want to talk about the downloadable one sheet? 
Yeah, so the downloadable one sheet is kind of an all-encompassing um, cultural change one sheet. And we not only have some really great advice on there, which we think can help any uh, brand or business, but also it's going to encompass not just masks. It's going to be talking about Me Too movement, Black Lives Matter. We touched on that last week. Of course, you can go back to our YouTube channel or uh, sift through the videos on our Facebook page to watch that. But it's really a, a really neat piece of um, uh, downloadable, totally free for you to use and implement. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, let's talk about how we got here in the first place. The mask didn't matter. And uh, then they did. Yeah. Uh, no so kidding. that's interesting. What changed? And uh, there are people who believe this is a control issue. So that's that's where it gets pretty tricky when people are coming in. One of the things we always talk about at the top is move the stairs. And that's our mantra is to move the stairs, both in business and in life. That comes from a time when I was doing a uh, um I was field producing. It was my first time out, and there was a politician, it happened to be Senator McCain, was going, we knew he was going to win, it was going to be a landslide, um, and I really needed to get him first on the 10 o'clock news that night. So I'm field producing, I go into this huge ballroom, there is a, um, a big lectern area, and uh, up on the stage, um, I see that when he comes off the stage that night at 10, he's going to go directly to my competition on the other side of the stage. I'm over on this side, he's over here. It was a mess. I thought, what the heck can I do? What can I do to move the stairs? I moved the stairs. I found out that the stairs were actually just, um, they were just screwed in. I went over, unscrewed them. They were big stairs, but they were on wheels. And uh, I pulled them around and put them on the other side and screwed them in. And when 10 o'clock came, we won. We got him first. So everything that we try to do at MNC Communications is to move the stairs for our clients, move the stairs in how we look at things. There's no whining. You get what you get. You don't throw a fit, you, but you be as creative as possible. And that's what we're trying to do. And that's how we're going to talk about masks today. And totally 100% factual. Everything, I did some really in-depth research um, ahead of this topic, Diane. You did. I was so yeah. impressed. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wanted to make sure everything we put out there, you know, it's it's on paper. It happened because this is such a polarizing topic. And you and I both know, as former journalists, you got to be right. You know, right. you got to fact check and, you know, fact check on top of the fact check. So everything we talk about today um, is going to be factual. And I think it would be um, odd not to come at this without talking about some of the history of masks, because when we go all the way back, it's going to feel like six years, but it was only six months ago <laughs> in February. Was it even six months? I mean, February, is that even, yeah, I guess it is. It's six months, isn't it? Right. It, it's, I mean, even further than that, in January for us, not a big deal. February, remember when we were in California um, right. for uh, another client's uh, workshop, we were starting to think, okay, maybe this could be something. And of course, fast forward to March and April, it was a complete shutdown of the country. Yeah. But where we are now with masks is a complete 180 from where we were during that period of time. Um, early on in the crisis, both the World Health Organization and the uh, Center for Disease Control here in the United States both stated that masks wouldn't help spread or uh, prevent the spread, I should say, or contraction of COVID-19. In fact, if you go back, um, U.S. Surgeon General Jerome Adams tweeted at one point, seriously, people, stop buying masks. They are not effective in preventing general public from catching coronavirus. 
But if healthcare providers can't get to them for their sick patients, it puts them and their communities at risk as well. Now, that was back in February. And as late as March, the World Health Organization um, put out a statement in an article by CNN we have referenced in, in our notes here saying that people shouldn't wear masks unless they have COVID-19 or were caring for somebody who had COVID-19. So, Diane, even between February and March, you're starting to see a little bit of a shift in the mask narrative, and it only continued to kind of unfold here as the months went on. Absolutely. In late March, Dr. Ryan, who's the executive director of the WHO Health Emergencies Program, he said, there's no specific evidence to suggest that the wearing of masks by the mass population has any potential benefit. In fact, there's some evidence to suggest the opposite in the misuse of wearing a mask properly or fitting it properly. He also said, there's also the issue that we have a massive global shortage. So Ryan's basically talking about masks and other medical supplies there, but the, the point is that even in late March, we were still hearing no masks. So we've heard this explanation before, and you know, Jordan, at that point, there was that shortage of PPE. So there was part of that that made sense, but people were still trying to figure out this whole mask thing, which blows my mind because masks have been used in Asia, um, uh, in, in many, many countries for years to stop the spread of disease, but it is what it is. And that's where we were at the time. Exactly. And, you know, fast forward yet another um, couple of weeks into early April, we started to get some official notice, at least from our federal government about wearing masks. In fact, um, it was cited in the NPR article, the CDC was beginning to reverse course on their guidance stating that, and I quote, cloth face coverings fashioned from household items or made at home from common materials at low cost can be used as additional voluntary public health measures. So that was on April 3rd. And just 10 days ago, July 14th, the CDC issued another press release asking Americans to continue to wear face masks in public, um, citing two separate cases. One, I think, is uh, pretty well known. It was about that hair salon in Missouri, right. uh, where one of the stylists had COVID-19, but she was wearing a mask, um, yes. part of the you know reopen rollout. And I, I believe only a couple of um, uh, visitor or guests, um, people getting their hair done, got sick from COVID-19, and they saw a couple hundred of patients. So that was pretty big deal. And another source, this one I had not read about prior to yesterday, uh, was citing a hospital in Boston where face masks were believed to help uh, prevent and curb a significant outbreak of COVID-19 there. Um, so you're starting to see a bit of a change from February to March to April to May. Um, things are happening here. And you're starting to not only see that from these global health organizations, but from states, counties, and corporate America too. Now, just to kind of complete the timeline here, it was only a couple of days ago that President Trump uh, wore a mask and encouraged Americans to do the same thing as well. Prior to that, his stand had been one of masks being only voluntary. So we had some pretty big jumps in the last six months, Diane. Uh, conflicting messaging isn't going to help anybody enforce anything or get people to change their behavior. But we're going to talk about what kind of messaging does. So one of the good things, though, is that um, good things in helping you with the mask mandate is that town, cities, counties, states, and corporations kind of all moved ahead on their own. 
Um, and they were messaging about masks in the midst of all of this. Um, and I think it was very, um, you know, they, they not only do they want to take care of their people, but it's smart business to be on the side of, of being as safe as you possibly can. Um, but it was challenging because they're hearing, you know, the people who are coming to their places of business and their employees are hearing these conflicting messages. And there's still a lot of people who out there really feel like this is an infringement on their civil liberties. And that's what we're going to talk a little bit about today, let alone the fact that we all know they're uncomfortable. But a lot of things we do are uncomfortable. You know, <laughs> I live in a place that it snows all the time. You got snow in June. Exactly. It does. <laughs> so when I'm walking the dog up the mountain are uncomfortable, but I wear them. Um, and and when I started wearing my mask, that's kind of what I thought about was, okay, let me get through in my head. What other things do I do that are uncomfortable? I don't like to wear sunscreen, but man, I wear sunscreen, right? There are certain things that you do to protect yourself. And that's really what you want to want to do that. And we now know that originally, uh, recent data showed three out of four Americans would comply wearing a mask. That's up from six out of 10 in early April. So the mask mandates, I think, are making a big difference right now. Um, but it's still a very polarizing issue. And um, as a business owner, I don't know about you, but I watch the nightly news. Yes, I watch it on TV because of my age, um, but I watch the nightly news and we're seeing more and more situations where tensions are flaring and things are getting out of control. And as a business owner, that's we want to talk a little bit about that today because we really want to make sure that you know what you can do to kind of reduce that tension um, and preemptively work through what's going to happen if somebody doesn't wear a mask in your place of business. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we and know it's that. Required. Let me just say that. And it's required because, yeah. you know, there will be people from around the country who are watching this and some states don't have the mask mandate as we do in Colorado. So that's that's important. Yeah, I think you make a really good point there. Um, even though we're starting to get some more focused messaging from the federal government, you still have ultimately a lot of state and local municipalities kind of enforcing their own um, right. you know, mask policies or lack thereof in some cases. Um, here at MNC Communications. Can I just say real quick, enforcing sure. has the air quotes. Yes, ex exactly. Right. Nobody, uh, <laughs> I, I don't think I have seen or will see anybody getting a ticket written um, for not wearing a mask. But that being said, that's that's where I live. And that's going to be totally different, Diane, from where you and live where in you some are. cases. Yep. And we're in the same exactly. state. So <laughs> exactly. Exactly. it's one of those things to be mindful of. But I want to go back to, you know, six months ago when we were initially in this, I remember being on Facebook and people saying, wear a mask, wear a mask, wear a mask. And I, you know me, I'm a reasonable person. I do my research. I follow, you know, the health experts. And I remember telling people not only um, on social media, but in real life too, masks aren't going to help you. If you want to wear one, great, but they're not going to help you. Fast forward six months from now, I'm not touching the issue on social media <laughs> with an exception for this chat, but that's because this is a factual um, chat we're having. But uh, it's totally reverse course. So same people who I was getting the don't wear a mask from are now saying to wear a mask. So it, it's just wild to see where we've come from um, back in, in uh, February to where we are in July. So how do we put our plan together for messaging, Diane? We have do's, don'ts. 
Um, you know, you have these crazy Facebook, social media, Twitter videos coming out of employees or in, in some cases, um, customers uh, attacking customers for wearing a mask or not wearing a mask. And I, 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 it's just, it's wild where we are. Again, and it's not just here. I mean, I personally know someone who got into an altercation, someone who wasn't wearing a mask. Uh, and I was shocked that the person told me they got into the altercation, but they feel so strongly about it. And I do think that's part of the issue is people feel so strongly one way or the other. And, you know, one thing, as former journalists, there was a time when using the media was extremely effective to help move a behavioral health type of message. Mm -hmm. That's not so true anymore because um, people will find the media that reinforces whatever they believe. And they believe the other media is either on one side or the other. Um, and so that's very interesting to me because that's a huge change in our culture. Really, even since I was working at the National Stroke Association, when we were trying to educate about stroke and get the word out about fast and recognizing stroke symptoms, it wasn't a question. Man, if I could get a, a, a well-respected uh, medical reporter to talk about my story, that was huge as far as changing opinion. I don't know if that's so true anymore. So that's kind of interesting. It is. I think you bring up a really good point. And if you are starting from scratch here and, you know, or if you're not starting from scratch, you have a mask policy in place, but it, it's kind of vague. This is kind of an opportunity for you to really dial that in. And don't forget, we do have that downloadable one sheet. All you have to do is click the link. Uh, that I've put into the uh, Facebook live copy here. And that'll take you right to our blog post with that PDF available for free. But I want to get back on on um, uh, topic here, Diane, because it is prudent to work on that messaging because as we've seen on social media, mask enforcement allows some people to really step up on their soapbox because they feel so passionately about this issue. Maybe soapbox is the wrong term, but people are very passionate. Um, it, we've had over 100,000 Americans die due to coronavirus or coronavirus-related um, complications. So it, it's kind of like that um, six degrees of separation rule. Chances right. are you know someone who has, uh, has had COVID or you know someone who knows someone who's died from COVID because it, it's right. fairly those numbers are so large. You know, what else is very interesting to me is that a lot of the people who are most, most at risk, um, it's, it's hidden. So we work with lung cancer patients all mm -hmm. the time. You don't know that they're a lung cancer patient. Um, right. we, you know, you don't necessarily know if somebody has some, some type of immunocompromise or whether they have some type of a lung disease. So that's kind of interesting, but let's get back to, what you can do communication wise to um, if you're in an area, first off, one, if you want to enforce the mask situation in your place of business two, if you're required to, whether it's by your local government or by your state government um, and three, what to do if someone says, I am not going to do this and I should be able to come in to your place of business and get whatever service or buy whatever product. Because this is my, these are civil liberties of mine that I should be able to make this choice. So the first thing is that if you're in a situation and we're going to kind of go at it from it's required for a mask to be worn and somebody comes in who's not wearing a mask. The first thing that we know 
in behavior change science when you're communicating is that 70 to 90% of whatever you're communicating is first visual. It's not first the messaging. It's first the visual. And that's why it's so important that you and every employee in your place of business have the mask on and on correctly. There have a lot of been a lot of places where I've gone where everybody had a mask, but some wore it like it was, you know, a beard. Some wore it that it was underneath their nose. But I was at a place yesterday, um, went to a credit union yesterday, and when I drove up to the credit union, there was a gentleman sitting outside the credit union. And he had his mask on, everything was right. And then you were not you were not allowed to walk into the credit union unless you were escorted. So he came to my car, I told him what I wanted to do. He said, Yes, you need to go in, come on in with me. Um, he walked me in, he opened all the doors. There were only the people working in there. I sat down and I was surrounded by plexiglass, and there was a little hole for me to put my stuff through. He sat on the other side, but his supervisor came over because they were having some problems with the computer. And when the supervisor came over after all of this, supervisor's mask was down to here. Hmm. And I thought, just from a visual, that's that's not reinforcing the message that you're taking this seriously. Everything else was reinforcing it. But when the person in charge comes over <laughs> and the mask isn't on correctly, you're thinking, wow. So really think about that and you have to talk to your employees about the fact that this is why it's up here. This is why what we're doing. The second thing is clear signage and employee training on messaging. So it's not just reinforce masks. It's why we enforce masks. There's the health issue. There's the safety issue. There may be a state mandate, in which case, if you don't enforce it, you're going to be shut down and no longer able to provide the service or the products. Now I've got some logic. That's the next part to this is how do you get the logic into whatever you're doing so that you can say, this is why we're doing it, not this is what we do. There is a difference. You're saying this is what we do by the visual. You're saying why we do it and our logic behind it, which is fine. So that people understand so many times this is a perspective issue. This is a don't tell me what I have to do. But if I can say to you, and in many cases now you're able to say this, my business may not be able to stay open if I don't do this. That's right. some kind that is cover for you in some respects that can reduce tensions. And that's what we're really talking about, how to use communicate. So you're preemptively doing that on your messaging. Don't just put up on that sign. We enforce the mask policy. Wear your mask. Don't just do that. So that's really important. We know, number three, that people are in different stages of accepting the wearing of masks. Kind of like people were in different stages of not smoking. If you think about when the whole anti-smoking thing, first you think about it, you think, should I? And then you say, okay, how do I? And then is it too much of a pain to do it? But what's going to happen? So I want you to think about providing solutions that are easy and effective. The gentleman sitting outside of the credit, uh, the credit bureau or the credit agency um, that I was at yesterday, um, the fact that he wore it, visually he was there. 
the signage was there that said this is the pro the process that we were going to go through. So most people kind of want to get along. So it made it easier and easier for me to do that. Um, but I think had I said, no, I'm not going to do this or even better. Sorry, I forgot my mask. He had disposable masks there ready to go. Yep. What, right? Having the masks there are really important. So it's not terribly expensive and now it's not so hard to find them. Right. Um, so I see them at Costco now all the time. Exactly. So if you forget, now it's interesting. I was in North Carolina and I went, wanted to go into a restaurant and I had been on the beach and my husband had his mask and I forgot mine. Anyway, um, we walked up to the restaurant, which was a walk up from the beach type restaurant. And they said, we had them, but it'll be $2 and we'll just add it to your bill. That was okay, but it's a paper mask. And I'm going to wear it for, you know, 15 minutes and then I'm going back out on the beach and I'm social distancing. And so I wasn't, I would say to you, it's worth buying the box or two boxes or three boxes, depending and having it there and ready. We even for MNC, we have extra masks with us so that if we have to go and meet with the client, which now is very rare because of Zoom, mm -hmm. but we have masks for them. Um, and it also is a great way to promote your brand. So there's there's that if you don't want to do the disposal, you can look at it as a marketing technique as well. So that's something. So the issue of, of I forgot it. Remember, you have to make it easy and you have to take that reason away. Next four is train your people to comment on people's masks in a positive way. So if you see somebody who has a, in fact, what I would say is I would say to every employee, really look at their masks. Make a comment. God, that's a great color green. I love that mask. That's really cool. Um, or, oh, <laughs> look how fun that is. I mean, because people are now having fun with their masks. When you have that conversation and other people hear you having that conversation, not only are you impacting the client that's in there, the customer that's in there, but you're impacting the people that are around. This is a place that's a fun place. This is a positive thing. It's positive reinforcement. So we absolutely want to have positive reinforcement. But you need to really talk... You know, um, if I go through the supermarket checkout, nine times out of 10, that checker's going to comment on my mask. That is so, it, it makes me feel that I'm glad I wore it. I did it for a good reason. This is a fun thing. Um, and yes, it's hot and I, I get all that. But the fact is, we have to do it. So let's do some positive reinforcement around it because it's going to help keep people safe. It's going to help keep people healthy. And it's going to keep your doors open for your business. And you want to be able to provide that service. So thank you so much for doing that. That really means a lot to us, right, Jordan? You've seen like so many different um, smaller companies advertise on social media and Google ads too, saying, hey, check out these like wacky masks that we're making. You know, you right. can buy them, have a little bit of fun with it. Have you, have you seen the one where you go like this and the tongue sticks out? I love yeah. that. <laughs> I've seen the one too, or where, where you wear it and they just have like the wacky face on them uh, yes. as well. So <laughs> and I bought my parents one that had, they love golden retrievers. It has a golden retriever nose on it right there. Anyway, <laughs> we digress. I mean, All you right, can, well, you can buy socks with your, with your uh, pets on it. So you know, get a I mask with your pet on it too. Socks <laughs> with his pets on it. Anyway, well, but we do really digress now. Okay. So. If someone is walking around your establishment without a mask, first, you've had somebody at the front door who's there greeting people 
commenting on their mask. And if somebody walks in without a mask, handing them a paper mask. And now you're, somebody's in your business, place of business, and the mask is off. Make sure your employees intervene so customers don't have to. That's what I am seeing so much on the nightly news is that because no one intervened in the store, the customers got angrier and angrier. And then that led to a customer versus customer negative interaction. Nobody wins with that. No, no. And And you certainly don't want your store in the background of somebody fighting in your parking lot with the police coming, which I am now seeing on a nightly basis. You don't want that. That's crazy. So you're going to have to be proactive here. The first thing is a nice reminder. One time, we have the three-time rule. One time, a nice reminder from a lower-level employee who then goes to a supervisor. As soon as that reminder is given to the customer, goes to a supervisor, and the supervisor has to monitor that customer at that point. I'm sorry, but that happened. If the customer takes it off again or just obviously doesn't do it, the supervisor has to come out. And remember, we're using the logic communication, that clear, consistent, logical communication in a nice and professional way. We're also, remember, not just talking to that person. It's okay for other people to hear you say this because the other people are wearing their mask and that reduces their tension because you're handling it. One of the biggest things that I see in situations where it's very tense is that the person in charge doesn't get in there to start to handle it. So other people think that they should. And many times they're not going to handle it in a professional manner, in the professional manner that you're going to handle it. If the person still refuses, then you've got to bump it up to the manager or the owner. And then that person has to go and have a conversation and either it happens or the person has, the customer has to leave. That's it. And the remember, We don't want your doors closed and we don't want you on the nightly news. So that's why this has to happen in this process. And that's why if you do that and you've already thought through it, so many times we talk about when I came face to face with the bear and I hadn't thought through it when I had handled all these other crises in my journalistic life um, and I ran, which was the worst thing because I never thought through. It's just a matter of really thinking through what you're going to say and how you're going to handle it. And if you do that nine times out of 10, maybe even more than that, maybe 9.9 times out of 10, you will be able to de-escalate the situation and take the appropriate action. And you're not going to end up on evening news or in the newspaper or that person bad-mouthing you like crazy because of how you approach them. And that's the key. You have to do it with patience. And you have to do it with facts and you have to keep your emotions out of it and don't become defensive. That's the bottom line. I think that five steps, Diane, that you really broke down for us there um, in depth, that's, you know, kind of your starting point to help change the behavior and change the mindset for those who may, um, for now, the, the one out of four people who are still kind of on the fence about um, adhering to mask uh, policy, if you're uh, asking customers to wear a mask or states that are, um, you know, the whole nine yards, that's going to be a really good starting point for you to do so. And we've seen a lot of companies and it really was corporate America first that right. took those steps to say, okay, we're not waiting around for anybody. This is what we're going to do. 
Uh, and this is when we're going to start doing it. And Costco was actually the first to do that. Before we dive into Costco, I just want just to remind you. Sure. I'd have to tell you. <laughs> well, now that they uh, they added the the beer and wine section, I'm like, whoo, sold. It's <laughs> <laughs> been going on in almost every other state, Jordan. Just so you know, for the past 20 years, but we're a little bit slow here on that front. So. I'm glad Colorado's caught up. <laughs> exactly. But every week, for those of you who have watched the Move Stairs videos, you know that we introduce a new topic. And our goal here at MNC is to help you protect your brand and build your business. Now, next week, it's going to be a little different. We're really, really, really excited about this one because we went out of our way to move the stairs for one of our clients. We mentioned them earlier uh, here in this broadcast, Lung Cancer Foundation of America. Next Saturday is going to be World Lung Cancer Day. And we are going to be working to produce live content for more than eight hours. We'll have eight hours of live content on Facebook and YouTube, but even more than that on Instagram and Twitter. So we'll be on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, all to help them working with their patient advocates to raise some much needed funds for lung cancer research. Because Diane, you and I know that lung cancer research is among some of the lowest of cancer research funded here uh, in the United States and in the world. So this is going to be a pretty big right. deal. And if you want to join us, uh, we're going to have a link up in the uh, blog article here to join us for that. Uh, and you can actually RSVP for the event next Saturday. So it's going to be a lot of fun. It is. You know, um, our hashtag is going to be living with lung cancer. And the thing that's interesting is that there have been more advances made in the past five years than in the entire time that lung cancer has been around. So, um, and we're going to watch these, these wonderful people who are living with lung cancer, but are waiting for the next breakthrough. It's just, I can't imagine living this way, but they do. And they're happy and they're, um, happy. they're, they're positive. They're up and they're out there educating people about lung cancer. So especially if you know somebody who is dealing with lung cancer or had lung cancer in your family. Um, this is going to be some great information plus a lot of fun. And while we're live for eight hours, for 16 hours, we're going to be on Instagram and Twitter as well. Um, and there'll be a ton of information and fun things. So please join us for that. We're excited and we'll tell you all about it next week. Okay, so moving on. While we've waited for the federal government to have a unified message on masks, many companies took it upon themselves, as we talked about, to imp implement this mandatory mask policy. So, Jordan, we're going to check in with Costco here, right? Because they were the first nationwide um, chain to really implement this mask, uh, a, a real mask mandate. Exactly. And um, oftentimes, or I shouldn't say oftentimes, that was ahead of many cities, towns, states implementing kind of that sweeping mask policy. They said, we've got stores all over the country. We don't care if you're in the Northeast, the Northwest, the Southwest, the Central, the South, Southeast, you're going to wear a mask if you're going to shop here at Costco. And they caught a lot of flack on Twitter. And as we know, the Twitter machine is, <laughs> it, it can be on its own island when it comes to comments and retweets. And <laughs> Absolutely. But while they did that, they also said, and this is what we're going to do. And this is why we're going yes. to do it. Um, and I think that was key. So while they caught flack on those mm -hmm. outlets, on those channels, they also got a tremendous amount of positive PR. Um, and when I think about protecting brand, you're going into something that's that could be controversial. 
I want you to always think about what can I do to make sure that my story is getting out as well as to why we're doing it, our perspective, and how we're trying to make a difference here. I think that's really, really important. And Jordan, you've stopped for a minute. So Jordan was going to um, show a video outside of Denver here, um, which was taken a few days after the mask mandate. I think you're there. We're, we're, you're kind of going in and out here a little bit on our with our um, our call here, Jordan. Um, it went viral um, and it's continued. But while while Jordan's kind of in and out, Jordan, do you want to try and do that? I don't know if it's going to work or not right now. Okay, here he goes. We're in. Oh, we lost him completely. Holy moly. Okay, so what we're going to do instead is we're going to move forward a little bit. But you've all seen these videos where somebody's flipping out outside of a uh, outside of a business, and I think it's really important to know that. If you have something like that happen, what do you do? First off, you want to be very clear with what your policy is. So it already had to have been written. Don't be writing it on the fly. Um, and if it's happening on social media and you've had a lot of us other customers who you've already built your group, your your um, the people who follow you, nine times out of ten, they're going to be on there supporting you as well. Jordan, you're back. So that's good. Yes, that that is good. Uh, what did I miss? <laughs> the video didn't play. We had the circle of death, um, and so I don't know whether that will work or not. You want to try it one more time? Sure, I can cue that up for us. I just have to share my screen for a minute. Um, you may have already said this, but of course, my internet dropped out on me. I will not name my provider. Uh, <laughs> 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 but, you know, Costco early on had its confrontations when that mask mandate went into place and they actually right. had. Can you see my screen, Diane? We are good to go. This was from this confrontation caught on, on tape or on camera by the person who was in the confrontation with an employee early on getting booted out of Costco. Uh, from the Thornton Costco, which is a suburb of Denver. If you're not familiar, this was early on, and we'll just watch this short 30-second clip and then kind of break down, you know, what happened and, Absolutely. you know, what went well and what didn't go well. Yep. Are you hearing the sound, Diane? No, it's coming. Hold on, it's just starting to play. We don't have any sound, Jordan. We're having slight okay. technical difficulties, but we all know how that goes when we're doing one of these things. Yeah. Do you want to go um, through what happened, kind of the back and forth? Sure, we we can do that. Um, I, I think what the best thing that we could say here is that this person um, very politely uh, walked up to the uh, the customer and said, "If you're not wearing a mask, you can't be in the store." Um, and with that, you know, the customer responded, it's my civil liberty. I don't need to wear a mask. And he said, okay. The employee said, okay, then you have to leave. And, and that's that. And um, so the uh, the customer said, well, that's, I'm still not wearing a mask. So the employee then took the shopping cart from the customer and walked away with it and politely asked him to leave. So I, without hearing the video, um, just from that kind of, uh, right. verbal anecdote, which is what you're going to hear every single, oh, my friend was asked to do this, or I heard my friend was asked to do that um, at a certain store. So I think these these verbal anecdotes are important. What does that tell you from how Costco worked to train their employees when confronting these people 
um, who aren't adhering to their mask policy? Well, the first thing is that the, the employee was polite and that's key. That's always, and always remember, no matter where you are, you can be videotaped at any time or videotaped, I'm showing my, or re recorded, I should say. You can be recorded at any time. Um, and nine times out of 10, in a confrontational situation, somebody's just gonna poke, pull out their camera and start recording. Always. Your employees, have to write, your employees have to be ready for that and have to know, I'm okay. It's gonna be all right. They also have to know that you're gonna back them. So if they're well-trained in what to say, and she obviously, simple is best. Mm -hmm. um, the, the employee said, I'm sorry, you're either gonna have to wear a mask or you're going to have to leave. Leave is, is good. But I might have gone a little further in the training and given her a little more of the why. And that um, because Costco was so early, um, and you, you know, when you're in the situation, she may have had this training. The, the reality is that it's a, that's not an easy thing to do for any employee to go up and say, I'm really sorry, you need to put the mask on because that's our policy and this is why we do it. Now, because uh, I'm a technical wizard, Diane, I have found the little box that says click yes. to share audio. Okay. <laughs> if you would like me to queue up that video, just so yeah, everyone who hasn't yes. seen it yet gets a little context, uh, I'll do that Absolutely. right now. Absolutely. I think that would be great. Let's try okay. it one more time here. I was going to show my 3,000 follower Instagram feed. Mostly local. Hi, everyone. I work for Costco, and I'm asking this member to put on a mask because that is our company policy. So either wear the mask. And I'm not doing it because I woke up in a free country. Have a great day. So you're going to take this car from me. Sir, have a great Full day. Full of stuff. You are no longer welcome here in our warehouse. You need to leave. Thank you very here, much. you put it on. I'll give you my card. He's going to take the card away. So there he goes, walking away with the cart. Okay, so I think this guy did a really good job. Um, his tone of voice changed just a bit. So he was, when he knew he was being recorded, what did he first do? He acknowledged it. He said he exactly who he was. Yes, and I thought that was outstanding. Mm -hmm. That's one. So from that standpoint, I thought he had great presence to do that. Um, he got, but he did get defensive by the end in a way when he mm -hmm. said um i'm sorry you have to leave now the way he said it i might have been a little bit let me walk you out i might even have said so if there was going to be a lot of uh negative stuff coming it was at me and not as the guy made a scene leaving i don't know that he made a scene leaving but i think he had a chance taking the cart made sense um, because he, he was going to have to take the cart anyway. And as the guy was um, throwing kind of verbal barbs at him as he was walking away, he just said, thank you, and he kept going. But there was that edge to his voice. And I have to say, you have to be, and having been in these situations, not with masks, but certainly in other times, especially when I was a news director, where I had to move people from the building or that type of thing, um, you have to keep that voice very careful so because that little edge can take a situation and escalate it. I, I um, totally agree. Right? Um, I, I think inherently we don't, as humans, we don't like confrontation. And right. we, we start we to get into that. <laughs> we get into that fight or flight mode. And it, it's, it takes a lot of training, I think. And it's really important to stay trained. And maybe this is where you're implementing some role playing with your right. staff. You know, he looked like a supervisor um, mm -hmm. to 
just because of all the stuff he had over here. And I thought that was good too, that it wasn't one of the ladies who was who was folding or one of the gentlemen who was taking the box. It, and it wasn't a cashier. He, he looked like he was a little bit higher up. Sometimes that really helps having that credibility of that person that's one step higher so that if it does escalate, you can even go a step higher than that and bring somebody else in um, and extricate the person that's at the lower level. All those things help to de-escalate the situation. The person gets the attention that they're looking for. If you knew, and I don't know how you couldn't know, at a Costco, you had to wear a mask to be in there. Right. The man was coming in to make a statement, and that's fine. Um, and he was obviously with someone else must have been masked because they the were masked. Yes. yes. The other person was masked. So this was a deliberate statement and this is a free country. You can make your statement, but it's mm -hmm. private property as right. well. Um, and at that point, since it was Thornton, I can tell you, I, I don't think there was a count. I don't think there, this was a corporate mask policy. There wasn't any um, geographical, there wasn't any political um, punch to this because none of the masks uh, policies have been or the mask mandates had been enacted at that point, right? Exactly, so, because it yeah. was early May in Colorado and ours just got enacted, what, a week or so ago. Right, right. So I like the fact that we got to look at that because there were so many things that were done well. Mm -hmm. Costco has been very clear. There's signage all over. I mean, they've been, when you go in, you see all the social distancing. I mean, you can't miss it. Plus, the Costco's have, at least my Costco's, as I say plural because I like it so much. I <laughs> um, but when you walk in, the store actually looks different. The layout is different. There are so many. It's, it's very, I was just there. And again, it changed again the last time I went, which was Sunday. Um, so I think that it's very clear that they are enforcing, that they are thinking about social distancing, that they're doing what they feel they need to do. Um, all of that is on the plus side. The way he was approached is on the plus side. When the camera came up, the way he handled that, man. That was an A plus on that. Yeah, that was really, I was very impressed by so that. So good. But it's irritating when you're in this situation and you're trying to do everything the right way and it's still not working. Um, and all of a sudden I heard that edge and I thought, oh, okay. But it was but, very small. So the negatives were very small in that video, I thought. Let me jump in really quick too. Is I, I don't know if this was deliberate or not. Just to kind of put a bow on this, um, you know, corner of our conversation, but that video is 30 seconds long. So whether he kind of felt that edge, that little bit of heat rising in him and said, okay, you know, I'm starting to get upset and I need to walk away. Yes, yep. A, he left. B, he didn't give the, uh, you know, the person he was having a confrontation with a chance to escalate it even further right. outside of the name calling after, you know, the, right. the uh, store employee walked away. So I thought that was right. really smart, intentional or not. Absolutely. The only issue that you have in a big building like that is that if the guy isn't leaving and causing a scene, now right. you're going to have to call the police and you're going to have to move forward. Uh, and then you're going to have to think about how are you going to get your message out to the media as well as they end up outside in that situation. And how are you? And then that I would be, again, very proactive. If you have a confrontation and the media come, I would be proactive. If you have a confrontation and you know that someone is recording it, I can tell you it's going to be on the news that night, period. Mm -hmm. It's going to be there. 
So I would probably just put out a statement. There's times not to be proactive, but in this situation with where this is right now and how hot a story this is, if it was today, today I would say, get a statement ready. And it, maybe instead of putting it out, I might call each station and say, um, if you hear something like this, I have a statement ready. I might go that way as opposed to like putting out a release or something. It might be individual calls to people at each, at each outlet, whether it's broadcast or print. So. And All with right. Grant Protection so, Tool, you would have already thought about this. Well, we would have thought about this for you. We would have thought about this now. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. Because I don't think that it's going to – that masks is a, is, a, is a situation, but having people in your place of business who are, who are there to make a statement – is something that you need to think about, um, especially right now with, with all the cultural changes that we're going through. There's a lot of different reasons for people to come in and want to get that public attention. So if you have a place of business, a public place of business, um, you need to have a policy and it's not just a mask policy. It could be, you know, coming in with, um, uh, with protest signs or could be a lot of different things so you need to have your people ready to handle a situation where somebody comes in to make some type of a state a political statement or a cultural statement um and it doesn't mean that what they're doing and, and let me be clear on this it does not mean that what they're doing is right or wrong that is not what this is about this is about maintaining um, a certain level of decorum within your business. Exactly. So you never want to get into that. I agree. I don't agree. That's not, this is factual. This is what we can allow in here because we have a number of people in here and we're trying to make sure everybody's rights are, are, um, are taken care of and people have to be able to do their business here at my, where I am. And, um, they're not able to do that right now. They're going to leave. So I really need you instead to take whatever that message is and take it to another place if you would please i really appreciate it and let me walk you out um and i can tell you the let me walk you out has worked for me every time so i just throw that out there and, and while i agree with you jordan that the guy walking away with the cart um my personal feeling is he shouldn't have been alone there should have been someone else who came up afterwards maybe a super a, a higher level person who said i know this has been very difficult um, but and then move them, move the person out of the building. Right. But somebody kind of gradually, needs, without you know touching them, because not touching them. Yes, yeah. yes. But <laughs> you I don't want to make out. a scene. But that that no, gesture kind of toward the exit. Yeah, and I'll and I'm happy to walk out with you, and I'm happy to discuss this outside. Mm -hmm. I'd be more than happy to have a conversation with you outside. Lots of times, people just want to be heard. More than anything, they want to be heard and they want to be acknowledged. So let me tell okay. you, I have answered enough phone calls in the newsroom to know that yeah. latter statement of yours, Diane. They, they just they want, want to be, to be heard. <laughs> right, wrong, or indifferent, they want to be heard. <laughs> so before we get out of time here, how can you thoughtfully impl implement your um, messaging policies with positive reinforcement, wearing of the masks? Um, so we talked around about making sure. No, wait a minute. I think I got my things mixed up. Oh, here we go. I did. I got my pages mixed up. Sorry about that. Jordan did such a good job putting this together. Um, <laughs> it starts, it does. It starts with proper education and role playing. And uh, if I was Costco, and I'm, sh my guess is they have done this, mm -hmm. that video would have been played in every Costco at every team meeting um, as soon as it came out and discussed. 
because once people see it and they see all the great things that that guy did and how he handled it, mm -hmm. um, and they see how they can make it even better, gives them a sense of confidence. So you want to know, you know, what's your business brand's messaging? You also want to know how does that look to the customers coming in that mm -hmm. when they first come in, is it a sandwich board? Are they see, as I talked about Costco um, as an example, you know, I know exactly where my cart's supposed to be. My husband and I have an argument as we're checking out every every weekend because he gets too close. And I'm like, it's right there on the floor. Come on, come on, come on. <laughs> He's like, but the lady's waiting for us. Okay, fine. Um, so is it floor stickers, social distancing, signage outside the store door, making sure your social media matches, hugely important. Um, and if you can, the mass, brand them. I mean, what a great way to reinforce your brand and your attitude of your employees wearing the masks. Huge, absolutely huge. So that's what I think we should really focus on as what you can do. I think it's really important. And if you look at what Costco did as other retailers started to follow suit, you started to see the same things, Diane, the six foot kind of um, stickers on the floor, the sandwich boards, the messaging on social media in the store, um, you know, whether it pertained to Max or just kind of COVID best practices, washing your hands, um, all of that is really important. And as you pointed out earlier, your staff has to know how to enforce that mask wearing policy. We talked about the street, the three strike rule. And I've got a little story from last week, too. And it's kind of similar to your, your um, credit union story. Um, or, or was it the credit union? What was your three strike story you were talking about earlier? I, I have no idea. <laughs> An hour of time flies, right? Maybe that's just me getting ahead of myself thinking about no, this no, one. No, but no. Um, I, I went to the uh, the liquor store last week because I had to get some of my favorite Colorado craft beer. Very partial to one Oregon brewery too. Um, but a gentleman walked in and they, it, this is during the mask mandate. So this is like a day or two after the mask mandate. Maybe not everybody knows about it. Not everybody watches the news. We know that. Um, so he's not wearing a mask. And one of the employees says, uh, would you like to buy a mask? This is what I was thinking of when you went to the restaurant in North Carolina earlier. Oh, yes. Yes. Thank you. Okay. So this is what I was thinking of. He's, oh, would you like to buy a mask? He says, oh, no, thank you. I'm okay. And a few minutes later, the same employee asked the same customer, hi, sir, would you like to buy a mask? And the customer said, oh, no, thank you. I'm okay. And then the third time, here's your strike three, the, uh, the employee asked the customer, would you like to buy a mask, sir? I'm so sorry. I cannot serve you if you're not wearing a mask in this store. And he said, oh, my gosh, I had no idea. Sure. And the uh, employee said they're only a dollar. And he said, yeah, that's fine. I, I'll grab it. Um, so it was just kind of that going back to the three strike, the gentle reminder, the gentle reminder, and then the OK, you know, this is why we're doing this. I can't serve you if you're not wearing a mask. And the uh, customer had no idea, was totally okay with it, said, sure, take my extra dollar, that's fine. Um, and while I think that it would be cool to have those masks on hand to just give out for those situations, um, the way he handled it, I thought was pretty neat. And I, I had my stuff, I was ready to go, but I was waiting to see how this was going to unfold because was this gonna be the next video on the nightly news? Or was this right. going to be a really good real life anecdote that we're going to be talking about on Move the Stairs Friday chat? And I'm I'm glad it happened to be the latter 
because yeah, they knew exactly right. what they were doing and how they're going to handle it. Yep. I, and I do, you know, it's kind of hard not to know about the masks, but a mask mandate that your governor says, in fact, I remember when you chatted me and said the governor just did the mask mandate, mm -hmm. I hadn't heard it. Right. So it's, I do think that that's a, that's a very good point is that you can't automatically assume that it's going to be a, a confrontation. But I do think, um, I think staffs are concerned about having the confrontation. Mm -hmm. And that's where management really has to come in or owners really have to come in and say, I've got your back. I'm there. If you're concerned, just come get me. I will make it happen. But don't let the person continue to walk through the aisles or continue to sit at the bar, wherever it is, continue right. to do whatever they're doing um, and have other people watch you let it happen. Uh, we know it doesn't matter whether we're dealing with our children or whether we're dealing with adults. If somebody's getting away with it and it's not consistent um, and you're not enforcing it across the, you're, you are just um, waiting for a major confrontation to happen in that situation. So, Jordan, I think um boils down to the four C's, right? Yeah, clear, consistent, compassionate. That's a word in 2020. That should be the word of 2020, I think. Right. Um, clear, consistent, compassionate, and conversational, all adjectives need to be a part of your communication. And whether that's your communication uh, as a manager with your staff or how you're communicating uh, as a manager to customers, or how your staff is communicating to your customers. If you can work in all four of those adjectives, you're going to be able to get rid of 95% of the, the ugly, ugly confrontation that you don't want on World News tonight. Right, and you really don't want it. And, and this comes, not all, so done research, so a lot of this is empirically researched. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of this is years and years of being in difficult situations. Um, where you're covering a story and you've got two sides and you're trying to get the story and you have to be able to figure that out um, of writing stories and having people say you're doing one side, you're for one side or you're for the other um, and working with clients and customers who've had crises um, that there are so many little things that you can do and so much of it is putting yourself in the shoes of the other person and understanding that they have something to say and your job is not to interrupt them. Your job is to listen to them. And then your job is to have a logical explanation for why it is what you're going, what you're doing. And you can be very strong with it, but you need to take the edge out of that, out of that conversation. And it will absolutely deescalate and it will help you not only with the mass situation, but when you run into other confrontations clients out there. So we hope you've enjoyed move the, our Move the Stairs chat today, which I forgot the name of at the top of the thing. But it's, kind of <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> it's in the title. And, Everyone can read. So we're all exactly. ready. <laughs> and we're going to have a really light and fun one of how we put together this, uh, how we're putting together this whole World Lung Cancer Day um, event for next week. And uh, we really hope you'll join in. And remember, please send us your comments. And Jordan, one more time, where do we download the information? 
There's a link at the top of this post that'll take you to the blog where actually uh, shortly this afternoon, our YouTube video will live. So make sure you subscribe to our YouTube page as well. But just click the link. You'll see the PDF. You can download it absolutely free and uh, leave us your comments. Let us know how it works for you. And um, we'll be happy to engage in that dialogue. Thanks so much for watching. We will see you next week.